Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 76, the Isaiah Wynn episode. And we got other 76s? Nope. Oh, the 76ers episode. The Philadelphia 76ers episode. I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Cam, and not Dylan. Dylan's on a little vacation. I think it's the first time we've ever recorded without Dylan because he does the computer recording. So I'm going to be doing the computer recording this week. Who knows if we'll even this will even get out. Might be a disaster, but how are we doing, gentlemen? All right, I want to start out with uh, Tucker. Give me your number one gym activity and your score for home. Uh, champions and challengers, and I'm going to give it a 6.7. Okay. Um, you know t- what? Tucker, would you like to say? Would you like to say why you weren't on air for the last uh, five minutes of the episode? Yeah, better than at the beach. That's your story. You're sticking to it. Sticking to it. All right. Um, <laughs> winners and losers. We have a big double win for Cam Abderholden. Both of his Huge. wins, uh, both of his takes, win the poll for the past two weeks, pulling oh, him. Shit! I didn't even do the other poll. Into That's a brutal. tie for second place with me. Dylan's at nine. Cam and I are both at six. Tucker, you're still at one. Um, so you'd be at three, I believe. I really thought this was going to be an easy one. No, yeah, that's t- it's tough, but Cam, you pull into second. How you feeling? Yeah, I needed it. That's for sure. I needed it. So it's a big week for me. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was just more of a fan favorite. Like that'd be awesome if that happened. And then, um, what was my other one that won? That was earlier in the week. Um, uh, Coach K will become yeah, the yeah. They're such bad takes. Great takes. They're great both takes, bad great takes. takes. People love them. People love it. Don't know who votes. I really wish we could see the uh, the actual um, handles. Have a cam ad take this week. I got a great one that's not a fan favorite, so we'll get there. Um, I got a loser. Tucker, your audio last week was horrendous when I tried to listen back to the episode. Horrendous. Oh my god, I was listening back to it and I could barely myself. I wanted to shoot myself in the head. I couldn't understand a word you were saying. So, we got that. Um, any other losers anyone can think of? Um, let me see. Uh, did we already go over that you're a loser for Kevin Garnett take? Yeah, we did that immediately after I gave the take. All right, perfect. All right. Uh, Cam, why don't you lead off Ways to Takes tonight? I will do it. I will. Um, so big news in the Patriots Twitter world is the rainy practice of Cam and Mac Jones throwing the ball around, tossing the ball, tossing the other pigskin around. Um, it was wet. It wasn't a great day on the field. Tough, tough bid to put those videos out there. Um Ball seemed to be slipping out of Cam Newton's hands a little bit. That Jones was more accurate, but still throwing the ball about five miles an hour. And I don't know. If, if, you, if I'm being filmed, rain or shine, I want to be going 100% at these kind of practices. I want to be showing my stuff. And I, didn't, I was not impressed with either one of them. And no matter who's going to come out and be the starter or end the season, I think they're both going to be pretty, pretty awful. I want to go out here and, and say that the Patriots are going to be 32nd in the NFL in passing this year. Passing yards, 
Patriots will end the season last on the list. They're not going to have a guy that can do it. I would put, you know, any team above them right now. Right. Are you are you just a certified hater? Yeah, he is. I like like it's like you just want to hate the Patriots so bad. You just we're so we rent free in your head so much that all you can think of is like worst case scenarios what the Patriots can do. So here's the thing, the video. So the I don't know what like made you look at that video and said Mac Jones sucks. It's first of all, it's an accuracy, clearly an accuracy drill. They're not going full speed. They're kind of just dropping back, hitting the hitting the passes. Newton looks like he's throwing a cinder block as always. He just the ball's a duck coming out of his hand. He's sailing it over guys. He's missing guys at the feet. He's you know at least Jones. I'll say the first pass Jones threw to the right corner of the end zone in that video was a beauty. That was a great pass. The second one. Should have been thrown a little hard, little farther. It wasn't. It was still at the receiver. He still was able to make a nice catch. So, obviously, he's a rookie. He's got stuff to work on. But Cam Newton's been in the league for 15 years, exaggerating, and can't make those throws. And I've seen – I've trust me, I've tracked every single video that has come out of that camp. Um, and they are throwing that, you know, a barrel in the left corner of the end zone. And Newton is missing it by a mile. Jones is right on target. He's already the more accurate passer. It's going to be a matter of time before he comes in. Now, in terms of the actual take, they will be bottom half in the league in, in passing. That doesn't mean they're going to be bad. Uh, first of all, you're starting the season with Newton, who is a run-first quarterback, clearly cannot throw the ball. And you are setting your entire offense up to be a running offense. You've got two tight ends. You've got a great offensive line. People don't talk about it. might be the best offensive line in football right now. Uh, you've got a running back in Damon Harris, who's an absolute monster, who I think is going to have a breakout season. Um, and you've got, you know, Sony Michelle backing him up uh, and James White in the mix. Um, so I think I think they're going to be bottom half of the league. I do not think they will be last in the league in passing because they're going to win games. I think they're making the playoffs. I just I don't see them being the worst team in passing the league. However, I do think they will be bottom half. Tuck? Um. I don't think they'll be anywhere near bottom half. I just think they've made so many improvements on the offense this year. I just can't see any way where they're – I'm going to say they're going to be top half. I honestly believe so. They have a, two great receiving tight ends now in Janu and Hunter Henry. They added depth to the receiving core, core with guys like Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. I just I think this offense is going to be strong this year, and I can see them being a top fifteen offense season. I think if they're going to be a top fifteen offense, they're going to ground top ground fifteen the, passing offense. Sorry, no. I definitely I one hundred percent think they're going to be top fifteen pa- overall. But I think they can be top fifteen passing. I think the league is trending towards a r- actual running game because for years they've been going at this. You oh. know, it, for years it's been well. Here's the thing, Tuck. Let me finish. For years it's been. You got to pass, you got to pass, you got to pass. And now we're starting to see a little bit of some weakness when teams are able to run the ball on another team. And I think Bill Belichick is so ahead of the curve that he's going to start in this new era of like ground pound physical football. So I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, maybe. I think maybe with this offensive line, maybe they'll try and run that, especially with the two quarterbacks they have. But I think. Especially if you get Mac at quarterback, they're going to be. I think they're going to be throwing the ball around a lot. Um, maybe there's something I'm not seeing. I could see 
Bill Belichick, you know, I if I was as smart as Bill Belichick, I'd be making millions of dollars in the NFL right now. So whatever he thinks is the right move is probably the right move. If he thinks run first is the best option, I'm 100% down for it. But if he wants to still throw the ball, I'm happy to see it. Cam, any, any rebuttals? Yeah, they're going to run the ball. Yeah, okay. All right, let's start with this. Yes, they're going to be run heavy. I've said that on this podcast before. Their running game is probably going to be good. Their line's pretty good. They're set up for a good run game. Hence why they won't pass as much, point one. Two, I've always been a Mac Jones hater, well before he was on the Patriots. Quote me on that. Find a podcast when I first started talking about it. Always I never was. Him. Never was. Okay. So, don't think he's going to be good. Cam Newton, watched him throw the ball last year. Pretty much was last in the league. And then this year, it doesn't seem like he's doing much better. So, is that Patriots hate, or is that just me backing on my words and seeing Cam Newton not be good? So... Patriots, 33rd, if there was 33rd in the league. So what were they last year? Were they last in passing last year? No clue. I didn't even look it up beforehand. Okay, so let me look it up. If they were, then you take us some credit. If they weren't, then there's no chance because they've upgraded so much. See, last... I mean, I don't think they were last, but I imagine they were bottom five. They definitely were bottom five, considering he threw... uh, you know, just into the ground every time. I'm still working on this. Uh, all right, Tucker, you got anything else on it, or do you want to jump into your take? New England was 30th. Okay, so then they won't be last passing because they've upgraded. <laughs> well, behind that, the last was Baltimore at 190, which Lamar doesn't throw. So we'll see. We'll see. Um. Right ahead of the Patriots was the New York Giants. When did I say the New York Giants? You just brought up the New York Giants. I know. I just wanted to say, I was just bringing up a fact (laughs) that the Giants were 29th in the league in passing yards last year. I'll make a side bet right now. Let's do it. I'll do 50 on on the pod. On the pod, Giants. Trey, do you want to split with me or do you want to go, or are you out? No, that's between you two. All right, I'll do 50. 50 that the Giants, as a team, have collectively more passing yards than the Patriots do next year. Absolutely. I'll hit it. Lock it. All right. Remember, episode 76 for for reference going forward. All right. Tucker, do you want to go or I I can go? Yeah, so I'm seeing a trend of really dumb, stupid takes winning take the week. So I said, huh. Maybe I should have a really stupid take, like out of this world stupid. So I've come up with one. It's maybe the worst take I've ever had on this. It's going to be up for take of the year, worst take of the year. In the next three years, Jake Paul is going to win a heavyweight title in boxing. That's my take. The whole fighter thing, I think that he's a le- maybe he's actually a legitimate fighter and people don't. Expected from him. I mean, he's KO'd everyone he's gone up against. Boom, boom, boom. Looking for more real fighters. Each time he's looking for a more legit fighter, more legit fighter, more legit fighter. I mean, if boxers want a real money matchup, they're going to try and match up against him. And you know what? He's got some power to it. All he needs is one good punch on the heavyweight. And maybe he's your next heavyweight champion. So, yeah, Jake Paul, heavyweight champion. All right. I'd say this is more feasible than Ryan Fitzpatrick winning the MVP, by the way. 
Jake Paul, right now, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyson Fury is the heavyweight champion? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've watched him fight. <laughs> I've watched him fight, and I put him up against the Hulk and give him, give him um, 100. Did you see Logan Paul got challenged by Tyson Fury to a fight? Yeah, I mean, Jake's better than Logan. I'll say that. Yeah, I think he is. But but they're looking for these fights. Like Tyson Fury challenged Logan Paul. Somewhat, but it's all exhibition still. still. And until they get in a ring where it's live, like real rules against somebody who's not really young and experienced or old and retired and hasn't fought in a while. I want to see, I don't disagree that they could be professional boxers. That would be a possibility, but heavyweights out of the question. I, no, there's no way this happens. I mean. And you can get the fight. And you know what? Once he gets the fight, if he gets a good punch, you never know. He can't get the fight. He doesn't have a professional boxing record, does he? No, but Tyson Fury already challenged Logan Paul. It's not out of to the To an actual heavyweight, fu- heavyweight fighter and exhibition. Wait, he a heavyweight fight. No, yeah, I said Jake Paul. I don't think Logan's got it in him. He lost the floor. I don't know. What is, what is Jake's weight class? I think he's heavy 180. I, I don't even think he's uh, in the weight class, the right weight uh, class. He's 190. What's the heavyweight? Not uh, one. Anyway, Tyson Fury is like two thirty. Yeah. Uh. Well. Oh wait. He is not the heavyweight champion. The heavyweight only is up to two hundred one. Okay, so he could feasibly put on the weight. Ah, uh, there's no way. He's a joke. He's a you know garbage boxer. Um, and he's just uh, he. I just he's so insufferable, dude. I can't. I don't even like talking about him. Um, okay, I'm changing it to light heavyweight champion because he's only 190. He can get down to 175. And that would be against Canelo Alvarez. Um, No, there's no way. So that's all I have on that. It's not going to happen. Um, all right, I'm battling it out in my brain with two takes that I just came up with. One is a... Red Sox take and one is a Patriots take. Which one should I give? Red Sox, I do Patriots. <clears throat> Tucker? Uh, I like Patriots. Well, that didn't help at all. Um, all right, I'm going to go with the the, wor- the worst take here. I'm going to go with the weaker take. So the other night, um, the Red Sox walked off on the Toronto Blue Jays. They've done it. They did it twice, I think, actually. Um, but, uh, they walked off, I think three nights ago, Alex Verdugo hit a shot off the monster to win the game. And I'm, I don't, this take has been mentioned on this podcast. I don't think it's been given officially as a waste of take. It's a pander pick. Um, the Red Sox won the Mookie Betts trade. Uh, if you look at stats, if you look at, uh, record, it's obvious. I mean, Alex Verdugo right now batting 288. Um, Mookie Betts batting 250. Um, let me just pull up some more stats. Verdugo, 28 RBIs. Betts, hold on, with 23. 
Uh, Verdugo has 11 more hits. I mean, it's just all down the line. Alex Verdugo is playing better than Mookie Betts. The Red Sox are, you know, right up there at the top of their division just because the Rays are a juggernaut. And, you know, Mookie Betts went out there, won, won a ring on a stacked team. How much did he actually contribute to that team? I feel like they were they were in the World Series every year anyways. Like, I don't remember him being like a big playoff, you know, stalwart. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Red Sox won the uh, Mookie Betts trade. I'm ready to throw it down. I think I've said this. You haven't put it in as a, You didn't put it in as a waste of take. It wasn't, it wasn't a waste of take, but I said this. And you specifically laughed at me, told me I was an idiot. <laughs> uh, I've been a huge Kyan Bloom fan. And Kyle, we trust everyone. I mean, he is turning this franchise around. I love him, and I'm 100 percent on board with this take. Absolutely, Cam. I I think I've mentioned it in the past. The if the Red Sox win a World Series, sure they win, but the Dodgers won a World Series. Oh wait, this goes specifically against your take trade. What? That whoever wins a championship first wins the trade. After the trade, the Dodgers won a World Series, so he won the MVP. Didn't he? He didn't yeah, win. so he won the MVP on no, the Red Sox. I don't think he won the MVP. But you, you're the guy that the Nets won the trade because they're going to win a championship first, and whoever wins the championship first, you, you're just putting yourself in a pretzel because you're. Directly going no, against no, the tape no, that you no, had the past. No, no, listen, listen. Baseball is a different sport than basketball. Basketball has five dudes on the court at once. Baseball has nine people on the field. There's offense, there's defense. It's like a totally different game. So it's not the equivalency. Trading a player in the NBA is such a bigger deal because it's like trading a superstar is such a bigger deal because they're, you know, having direct, like, impact like a much larger impact than one MLE player is I mean a player gets up three times a game he gets one hit um you know he you know a basketball player gets the ball every time down the floor so it's totally different um so apples to oranges as the argument has been decided oh no I'm not I'm not letting you off with that no you just you absolutely talk no no you have to go and you have to either say the Celtics won the trade, or the Red Sox lost the trade. You just pick one. The Celtics uh, have the opportunity to lose a trade if the Nets keep winning, and the Red Sox have won the trade because Verdugo's a better player. Okay, but they won the World Series with Mookie, and Mookie was the star player on the team. I'm confused how you can... Clayton Kershaw was star player on the team. Mookie Betts was not star player on the team. Was not. Would you like me to look up the MVP voting for that year? Uh, Clayton Kershaw was the star of the team. So I stick with my take. I could have done the Patriots take, but everyone, you know, I had to go with the weaker take. So <clears throat> got to get points out here, man. All right. Um, let's move on. NHL, Bruins bounced. Uh, Islanders move on. Uh, the Avalanche, who everyone said was a wagon, bounced. Vegas going on to play Montreal. My Am I the only one with both of my picks still in? I don't even remember. I know I had the Bruins, but I don't remember my other pick. I think I picked the Knights. Who did you pick? Yeah, you didn't. No, Tucker had Knights. Bru- Knight had Bruins over Knights. You had 
Bruins over Leafs, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. And then I have <coughs> Knights over Lightning. Um, so the playoffs go on. I just want to touch on the Bruins real quick. Sucks that Dylan's not here to talk about it, but I had to take the other night. This should have been my least take. I'm an idiot. Uh, I had to take the other night that Tuka Rask is the least clutch athlete in Boston, at least right now, maybe in history. It seems like every single time that there has been a big game on the line, he craps his pants. You can go back to 2013 against the Blackhawks, game six, lets in, you know, three goals in two minutes to give the Blackhawks the Stanley Cup. Um, you look at all these playoff performances, you look two years ago, Against the Blues, Game 7 just was an absolute sieve. And then the other night, he was an absolute sieve again, letting in everything. Uh, I know I've been flip-flopping on him for a long time on this podcast. Uh, I was recently back on the Tuca train, but it is over. Got to let him go. He's on a contract here. He says he wants to come back. I don't have time for it. At certain at a certain time, you got to say the guy doesn't have the stuff, and you got to uh, move on from that. It's just he's not clutch. He doesn't have the clutch gene. It's a very important part of sports. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast. No clutch gene. Talk uh, reaction to the Bruins and your thoughts on Tuca. Yeah, I mean, I was sad. I was actually starting to enjoy it, which sucked for me. Because, you know, I mean, I'm a playoff guy. I enjoy hockey in the playoffs and basically exclusively the playoffs. But I was enjoying it. Uh, as for Tuca, I'm pretty sure he was pretty badly injured, wasn't he? Yeah, he said toward toward uh, Labrum. Yeah, that's, but he that's always is injured. Every year he's injured. Every year he's injured with a torn Labrum. That's definitely not an easy way. I mean, how do you play hockey with that? He's a goalie; he doesn't get hit. You know how hard it is to play goalie with your shoulder fucked up. No, I don't actually. Imagine like lifting your arm, Trey. Imagine when you had a broken collarbone. They're like, "Hey, Trey." Series isn't over. We're going to need you to play goalie for the rest of the series. What would you have done? I couldn't do it. Exactly. He fought through a pretty serious injury. Um, but, I mean, you know, I think the window is still open for the Bruins. Uh, I've heard some people saying that this team can't win it. They're getting too old. But, um I still think they got some time for it. They looked really good in these playoffs up until the very end. And on top of that, I think the Lightning were going to beat them anyways this series. I think the Lightning are too good. Yeah, but uh, And that kind of helps me sleep at night. As long as the Lightning beat the Rangers, I can sleep at night. But, uh, yeah, it was a tough series. I mean, I didn't expect to lose, honestly. I thought this was going to be an easy series, but... You know, you win some, you lose some. So are you a re-signed Tuka guy or no? Yeah, I mean, you know what? If he loses out the starting position to a better guy, good, like, okay. If they sign a guy and Tuka ends up not being the starter, okay. But I don't see him as a bad enough of a liability in goal where you don't re-sign him. Cam, I imagine you don't have anything on this. I got two things to say. First, if the Canadians and the Islanders are in this finals, no one's, no one's liking that. I mean, that's just stupid. No one wants that to happen. 
Canadians, what are they doing here? I hate I think them. They're probably the most hated team in, in hockey. I hate and them. And then the Islanders just, uh, I mean, they don't deserve it either. Lightning, Lightning, uh, nice way it's going to go. Second thing, talking about goalies, I don't know if I've said it on the show. I've said it plenty of times. Get the biggest dude in the world there. Put him in front of the net. Stick him there. Don't move him. That's how you win. I don't know why people are going out and getting all these goalies. Go on my 600-pound life. Get a guy for a couple hundred grand a year. He probably can't make it more than that. Get him out there. Doesn't even need to wear skates. Doesn't even need to do anything. Just stick him there. That's it. The whole game. Sit him there. You don't think that players could shoot around him? No. No. Bigger. Big guys. Bigger than the net. (laughs) Can't get a bigger net. Get a bigger guy. So, big guy in net. Too, too good, too small. That's my take. That's the good. that's the meta. Um, all right. I actually, you bring up an interesting point, Dan, because I don't know who I. I think there's one clear team that I want to win the final, and it would be Vegas because I hate the Lightning, I hate the the Canadians, and I also don't much like the Islanders. So rank them who you would want to win. Since we have no dog in the fight anymore, I'm gonna go Vegas. Uh, I hate it, but I'm going to go Vegas, Islanders, Lightning, Canadians. Tucker? Uh, I don't really have any thoughts on the Lightning, so it's going to go Vegas, Lightning, Islanders, Canadians. For me, I, but I'm heavily rooting for Vegas. I mean, how can you not root for that state to win a championship? It's been way, too Tucker. long. Um, I'm, I'm Vegas, Lightning. Uh, Islanders Habs, and it's Vegas pretty ahead of the pack. And then Lightning, I wouldn't be mad if they won. Islanders, eh, but I just don't want the Canadians to win. And I don't even like hockey that much. I just don't like the, the team. I think the logo is terrible. What even is that? Um, yeah, I'm, ugh. Tucker, what if Brady is out there celebrating another championship down in Tampa? You're cool with that? He doesn't get to celebrate that. He did last year. No, no. I I, I, I don't care about that. Like, oh, great, you're celebrating a team that's not yours winning a championship. That doesn't matter to me. I just don't like the city of Tampa because of what they've done. I don't I genuinely don't like the city of Tampa. Yeah, I just don't like New Yorkers in general. <laughs> so I think they're insufferable. I think New, New York sports fans are the most insufferable people on the planet, so... They're definitely number three. 27 Canadians rings. Number four because they're Canadians. Number one, they're Canada. Number four, they're our rival. Number two, they're our rivals. But, uh, so I can't root for them. I have to put them at four. But Islanders are close third. We just love ranking stuff. on. I love when we rank stuff. My favorite part of this podcast. We should have a full list, list guys. All Once we all... <clears throat> Avengers movies, we would list the whole entire Avengers series. Oh, God, that'd I be could do it. a marathon. I could do it. I'd absolutely do that. How many are there? Like 24? I don't know. I think there's, there's a lot more than that. There's like six coming out this year. I got to chill. <laughs> Gotta relax. Calm it down. Uh, all right. NBA playoffs. Uh, don't have much on it. Been kind of tuned out of the NBA. Like I said, kind of out on basketball. I Other did. Things. I am very pumped up about Kyrie hurting his ankle. Same ankle he stepped on the leprechaun. You could say that's unlucky. Um, you know, Glenn Big Baby Davis. 
rooting for injury out there, laughing in his face. I saw some people get angry about that. I don't know how you can be angry about it. Um, I was I was pumped up to see him get pissed, but he's hurt now, so uh, the Nets could be in a little trouble. This seems like the only real adversity they'll have to face if they want to go all the way. They'll have to just get through uh, these injuries that they're kind of facing. I think Harden was hurt too. Um, so they just got to kind of push through these injuries, I think, and then they'll be set up. Um, what else? What else is going on? The Sixers. Are the Sixers done? Sons are wagon. Sons and four. You see the Sons and four guy? Love him. Did you see him, Cam? Um, there's a, I've seen multiple Sons personalities. You're going to have to be more specific. All right, this guy. No, no, no. This guy absolutely bodied some guy, just punched him in the face like 50 times, yes. slapped him, and then just goes fun, sons and four. Sons and four. You see Devin Booker is looking for him? No, I yeah, didn't. He, he loved it. He loved it. Devin Booker's trying to find him. So we're a Vegas podcast. Are we officially a Suns podcast? I mean, Tucker, you want the Clippers to win, which is nuts, but that would back your take up. Uh, I got to back my take take up, but let me just say I would not be upset with the Suns. We're a very Southwest United States podcast. <laughs> How can you not root for the Suns, though? I don't know. It's it, like they're a team that's never like bothered me. They've always just kind of been in the background, and now that they're getting their shine. I mean, they had the story last year with the chick that they were all hanging out with before they went into the bubble. Um, so that whole they're young and fun. That whole scene was was pretty good. Um, so Bucks are up on the Nets right now at halftime. Um, 16 baby Hawks and Sixers are tied 2-2 two and two. Uh, any any comments on that series anybody? it doesn't matter I have, whoever uh, wins that series is losing to the Nets or the Bucks um, I have the Sixers winning in one of my takes winning it all so I'd like to see them win but I also this this podcast made me famous for my love of Trey Young so Whoever wins that game, I hope goes on and, and makes it. Anyone but the Nets, actually, in the East. Anyone but the Nets. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it comes kind down... of all in unison on everything right now. If it comes down to Suns-Nets, I'm actually just going to be a Suns fan for a good two weeks. Like, an actual one. Like, I'm going to follow it and, like, be a Suns fan, legitimately. They yeah, might no, become, like, my third favorite team based on this. Like, I don't really... I have, I have Boston and then, I like, Charlotte... And then otherwise, like, it's kind of up for grabs. I'm kind of into the fact that the Suns might be my third team. Uh, Clippers Jazz are 2-2. Uh, Tucker, anything else on that pod, on that uh, series? Uh, I mean, Kawhi's maybe the best player in the NBA right now. Like, no one's really talking about it. He had one of the most incredible rounds of all time. He's the... Uh, I think it was like he's the second person in history. No, second person since 2000. First person since 2000 to score 200 points in a series while shooting 60%. The other, only other person to do it, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, I've I got, mean, I've got some basketball stuff we can talk about. You can finish, Tucker. Sorry. He's absolutely absurd. I think he's. Oh, I just love him. Let's, I just think he's so good and he's so quiet. Oh, perfect. No, he's he's so a killer. Cool. He's a killer. I saw a video that was like, here's a video. two, Three years ago today, 
uh, Kawhi celebrated and then realized he was celebrating. It's him like being happy about winning the finals, and then literally two seconds later puts his arms down and is like just calm. Dude's a machine. Um, the MVP, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Uh, so I didn't really see that coming. I don't. I don't know. Like I said, not super basketball guy, but um, I mean, it's cool to see like just a big, you know, this big man who's kind of evolved into like a shooter, like just be, win it. Like not a, not a little like a, an, a supremely athletic guy. I'd say, but like a really good basketball player. Just any thoughts on that, Cam or Tuck? Cam, you can lead off. Yeah, Jokic, um, well, we've seen it coming for a while now, ever since Embiid started not playing in the regular season. But I think we all know that Chris Paul should have won MVP after that series. I mean, four-run sweep, and Jokic was a non-factor. They, they won it pretty easily. So... Yeah, I mean, if you're going MVPs, who puts up the best styles every year? Sure. But Chris Paul is just a winner, like a machine, and he's finally going to get a ring. Was he okay, in the I'm conversation? i on the statement that Chris Paul is just a winner. You are talking about a guy that's never won a championship. Winner now. Every team he's been on, he's made better, is what I mean. Yeah, no, he's got – and when you look at most valuable player as that – then yes, I can see him getting a case, but look at the Jazz, I mean the Nuggets, without Nikola Jokic. They're absolute yeah, garbage. Jamal Murray's been out for a while now, so they have nobody else. Yeah, no, he and he is so good. Like, he's such a goofy-looking dude, but he's so good. Uh I like him. I, I love the story of his childhood, of his brothers tying him down and throwing knives at his head. I think that's awesome. I think that's that's good, and Devin Booker should watch it back. But, um, you know, you get beaten four as the MVP, kind of sad. Uh, all right. Uh, any other sports topics anyone want to touch on before we get into list, guys? Game. We got early, early game predictions. No idea. No earthly idea. I don't think he's coming to Boston. I'll say that. Bring him to the Heat. The Heat? Are they a player? Yeah, of course. I mean, everyone is in the NBA these days. <laughs> uh, Tucker, anything? Dame? Um, as I'm not sure. Dame's loyal as hell. I love to see him stay just because I feel like he could be one of those guys that, like, you know, defines the city. I just, you know, when I think of Dame, like, when I think of Portland, the first thing that comes to my mind is Dame Willie. Yeah. In terms of sports wise. So it's just, I like the fact that he's there, but I can 100% see him. It probably best for him to leave, but I'd love to see him stay. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. Like, if he was going to be, like, if he, if they were ever, like, really good and, like, actually had a shot at a final, it'd be so cool to see him win in Portland. But I think just over the years, like, you got to get frustrated when you're just constantly either finishing outside of the playoffs or getting bounced in the first round, you know? So I, I understand why he wants to leave, but it, it's, it sucks, but whatever. Um, so list guys, Cam, do you want to introduce it? Introduce it. I will introduce it. This is actually, I believe Dylan brought this up. Um, and it's sad that we're going to do it without him, but we'll get a uh, quick five from him next week. But um, this week is going to be sandwiches. 
we're going top five sandwiches, whether it's a hoagie, it's a hero, it's a grinder, it's a sub, whatever you want to call it, we're doing it. I'll start off with my number five. Um, I am going with a good old-fashioned Philly cheesesteak, and I would probably put it higher, but I've never had a Philly cheesesteak from Philly or like a, a, I don't know what you want to call it, like a genuine Philly cheesesteak, except I think I had one at the like Philadelphia airport one time, but nonetheless, I've had a lot of them in my day, and they're pretty good. I love them, but I had to put them five until I've had a genuine one. Um, all right, so I did my list. Uh, the only really Philly cheesesteak scam that I've had were at my college uh, cafeteria, so like was not uh, very good, but it was decent. You know, I, I can appreciate a good Philly. So I want to start. I I did a very like specific list. Like my sandwiches weren't just most of the time weren't just generic sandwich. It was like this sandwich from this place. Um, so I want to give an honorable mention real quick. Meatball sub from Loeb's. But back in the day when like Fran was working there, Fran Sortino, she made these amazing meatballs. And you get the like fresh provolone. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to give that my honorable mention. My number five is going to be a good old fashioned PB&J. Now, if you knew me growing up, you knew that my parents didn't like for me to spend money on hot lunch. So they packed me a lunch every day. Never complained about it. Um, you know, some days, some days were more special than others. When we had access to a microwave before a kid almost burnt down the school, I was bringing Easy Mac. You know, I was bringing leftover tacos. Like I had, I had the, the meals just to compensate for never getting hot lunch. But um, as that went away, and as my mom was like, "I can either make you a PB and J every day, or you can make your own lunch," I was like, "Nah, just give me PB and J." So I ate so many pbjs and they're they're always good man they're always so solid like you can do the uncrustables with the pb and j i mean it's just a classic sandwich uh if i'm you know hungry and it's not time for lunch or anything i'll still make one uh just to just to hold me over uh crunchy peanut butter is the go-to obviously you gotta have some texture can't just go with the smooth that's boring and uh you know welch's uh jelly so pb and j is going to be my number five talk yeah, I'm also going with a staple at number five with a grilled cheese. I just think a grilled cheese is my go-to sandwich. Made a ton of them. One of my specialty, probably my number one sandwich I've made in my life. Um, if you get some Texas toast grilled cheese, then you can, or yeah, if you get Texas toast for your grilled cheese, then you're really talking. Uh, but yeah, grilled cheese, easy. It's a staple. I made about a hundred of them in college when I was broke and bread and cheese, just cheapest ingredients in the world. So grilled cheese, number five. Cam. So I will say real quick, real, grilled, cheese, grilled cheese didn't make the list and it's, I love them. I cannot make a grilled cheese to save my life. I cannot, I just cannot do it. The cheese doesn't melt. It, the bread gets too burnt. I cannot do it to save my life. And I felt it wasn't worthy of making the list. Love them though. Number four, uh, Trey, you mentioned as an audible bench, and I'm going Meatball Sub from Eastleigh Packing Store. I don't know if you ever had one of those. Those things, you can't even wrap them. They're so big and so messy. You need 7,000 napkins. It's all over the bag. You can't bring it in. You can't eat it in your car, or else you got to get it detailed. They're so big. The provolone, like you were saying, sauce. I don't even like sauce that much. I put sauce on it. Big old meatballs. Packed about six of them. It can only fit four. Um... Meatball subs has to be from Easily Package, unless you 
find me somewhere that's better. Uh, meatball sub number four. I don't think I've ever had one from there. I'll have to get them. I'm a big meatball sub guy. I love meatball sub. That's my sandwich order at Subway. Um, obviously, it's garbage there, but you know, I, I'm a big meatball sub guy. So my number four is a new one on my list. It actually has just jumped in. It might have some recency bias, but I found a spot in Cambridge called All-Star Sports Shop, and it has this meatloaf sandwich. So what it is, it's like meatloaf and like this hot sauce on it. They call it like a Tom. It's called an atomic meatball sam- sandwich, and it's like uh, like meat meatloaf and then atomic hot sauce, like this onion jam on like two thick pieces of like rye bread. And it's it's really good. It's spicy as all hell. It takes a it's a battle to get through, but it is delicious. Love me love love a good meatloaf. Putting it in the sandwich is solid. You know, you got the sauce with it um, that is just burning your mouth off. Good pairs well with a nice ice cold cold Coca Cola. Um, it's thick. It's big. It's messy. Um, so it's just 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 a recency thing for me, Tucker. Cam, I know you're not a boss never, Cam, but Tucker, highly suggest All-Star Sandwich Shop in, in Cambridge. Check it out. It's got a great meatloaf sandwich. Okay. I have to check it out one time. There was a great meatball sub spot when I was working in, uh, oh, my God, what is it called? Uh, the area next to South. I can't even remember what it's called. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm... Meatball sub was number six on my list, and it absolutely destroyed me. Am I up? You're up. Number four. All right, number four. I am taking PB&J at four. PB&J is the staple sandwich uh, made for most of my childhood. We had our own homemade grape jelly, my great-grandma's recipe. The best grape jelly in the world. Loaded up with that. Incredible sandwich. Uh, Yeah, the staple. Cam? Three. Number three, I'm going breakfast. I'm going a bacon, egg, and cheese. Now oh, I bread. forgot about I this. Didn't look at breakfast. Now the bread is optional. What you want to do with it? Bacon, egg, and cheese on white bread, butter, toasted, phenomenal. Bacon, egg, and cheese on a plain bagel. Yeah. Also phenomenal. Um. So I'll I'll or croissant, croissant. croissant. Um, all all of them. In number three for me, uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. Whether it's from Dunkin's, not as good. Whether it's homemade, very good. Um, it's just something that it's it's. I don't know how to like a, a day after drinking and you feel terrible and you wake up in the morning. You're like, I don't want to make this, but I know if I do and I eat it, I'm gonna feel better. And bacon, egg, not to mention, just tastes delicious. So bacon, egg, and cheese. So I'm not a huge breakfast guy by, by any means. Don't really like breakfast. The one thing I do enjoy eating is a, a bacon, egg, and cheese, especially if I'm hungover. I actually do like the Dunkin' ones. Um, you know, I don't love sometimes if the egg's too runny at home or something like that. Like, it needs to be right. And um, I can't cook eggs to save my life. So um, I like them from Dunkin'. Got to get them on a plain bagel, though. That's my go-to. Uh, my number three is going to be, you know, a sandwich that I eat fairly often, probably most often, um, it's going to be a bacon McDouble, uh, from McDonald's. Just get, you know, just nothing better than a bacon and, you know, a bacon cheeseburger. Um, you know, obviously there's better bacon burgers out there. You get, uh, uh, you get the barbecue sauce on it. It's fire. Um, but I, I, 
feel like the frequency that I eat has to kind of, you know, take a place on the list. It's the only thing I get from McDonald's and I highly enjoy it. I get two of them. Absolutely awesome. Um, and bacon McDouble. Fun to say. McDouble. Uh, easy. So bacon McDouble is my number three. Tuck? Uh, yeah, number three on my list, uh, Philly cheesesteak. I, unlike him, have had Phillies from Philly. Absolutely incredible. But Phillies from everywhere are always good. It's I mean, if I go to a restaurant, that's like my safety pick. I don't know what I want at the restaurant. I'll go with the Philly if they got it on the menu. So easy pick here for me. I just, uh, I'm, I'm hot take though. I'm not a peppers guy on my Philly. I like some onions. Don't like the peppers. I'm with you there. Uh, Cam too. Very with you there. Uh, no onions or peppers for me. Just steak and cheese. Um, Number two, I'm going with a good old-fashioned cheeseburger. Now, there's so many ways you can do this. McDonald's, absolutely delicious. Or you go somewhere like the Heritage, big juicy burger, delicious. Go to Wendy's, go anywhere, you can get a different type of cheeseburger. Um, throw some bacon on there, if, if that counts. Doesn't matter, The usually just a nice sesame bun will work, or uh, a Kaiser bun, Kaiser roll. Whatever works, a burger is definitely my go-to. No matter where I am, I'm almost always in the mood for a burger. I think I had one yesterday. Um, so it's an easy pick at number two. Yeah, so this is where the list is kind of like up to interpretation, right? Because I actually got another burger back-to-back at my number two slot. Um, and that's going to be a Heritage Burger with ghost pepper cheese and bacon. Now, I had made my <laughs> rounds on the... Uh, the heritage, you know, menu, love the steaks there, you know, love a good pulled pork, pizza, solid wings. You know, I've done, I've done it all, but every time I was like really hungry, I went for the burger. Burgers were so good. Um, I'm hoping they, they keep the same consistency consistency when I get there. But, um, you know, at the get the ghost pepper cheese, when I was introduced to it, you know, a little worried about the spice. I love a little kick in my food. Uh, burgers are my favorite food. I'd say, uh, um, love a little kick. The bacon adds that kind of, you know, that smoky sweetness on top of it to, to even it out. And every time I ordered it, people would say, oh, that's Trey's. Everybody knew that was my order. Um, you know, you get some seasoned fries on the side. Um, but the, the buns were great. Burgers were great. Always cooked, cooked well by the boys back there. And uh, got to throw on the ghost pepper cheese and the bacon. Heritage Burger number two. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, number two, though, I'm going with the Honey Barbecue Chicken Super Melt from Friendly's. That is the go. I mean, I remember looking forward to those as a kid more than anything. Had one recently, still incredible. Uh, anything on a melt is always makes a sandwich better when you get the melted. Oh, it's just perfect like that. But Honey Barbecue Chicken Super Melt, I mean, if you ask me in high school what my favorite sandwich was, it would have been that. No questions asked. It was something I looked forward to. I loved going to Friendly's. Oh, I mean, it's cheap, It's and that's just so good. And I just had one uh, two weeks, like a week ago. St- lives up to the hype still. Still an incredible sandwich. Cam? So I'll give a quick honorable mentions because I love so many sandwiches. I feel like it's only right. Uh, grilled cheese, chicken parm sandwich, um, chicken parm sandwich, pulled pork, pulled pork sandwich. Yep. 
That was right off my list. Yep. And um, Chick-fil-A sandwich with Polynesian. Oh. Anyway, my number one is the honey barbecue chicken super melt from Friendly's. Um, Got to get ranch on it. Keep the ranch on. Always got broccoli. Oh, absolute one. Broccoli on the side. Had to Ooh, that's odd. Surprise. That's weird. Sometimes I get mac and cheese in my side. Don't know why I did it. Always did it. The broccoli there is fire. But let's talk about this sandwich for a second. Never had one anywhere else. Ever. I, I don't. It just seems so simple. Barbecue chicken, cheese, little ranch, bacon. That that's a perfect sandwich. And only Friendly's does it, and they do it the best. The the bun that it's or the bread that it's on is like moist. With uh, it's probably so bad for you. Never looked at the calories. Haven't had one in a while. But I've been talking to um, my girlfriend, and, and we're making a trip up to closest Friendly's, about two and a half hours away. But we'll make a trip out of it. And I need one of those sandwiches or seven of them. All right, I got beef with this. I hate Friendly's food. I hate it. I think it's all oh, bad. Yeah. The service is awful in Friendly's. Not, su- not surprised True. why they went under. Um, ice they cream. Go under. Still alive. They're they're going under. They're on their way. They're closing like ninety percent of their stores. Um, they elite ice cream, undefeated ice cream, so so good. Will not eat there. I have multiple times waited well over an hour and a half for food there. Um, Back in the day when I was a kid, yeah, I could get with it. Uh, they had the little jingle, cheeseburger sliders, and soda that is blue. Um, you know, I used to get the dip in, the dip in chicken, you know, on the sticks. Uh, that was childish for me. As an adult, couldn't get into it, couldn't get into the food there. Kind of didn't mind their clam chowder. Pretty sure it was just canned from somewhere. Um, but oh, it's definitely canned. Not a Friendly's guy. And I think I've had a barbecue melt whatever thing once. Nothing to write home about for me. Um, so my number one, I'm making a huge audible here because I had a sandwich at my number one that I'm going to have to leave off my list. It should be on my list, but I'm going to have to leave it off because I just thought of a sandwich that I can't leave off my list. And it's probably the best sandwich I've ever had. Um, so the one getting kicked out is the Italian stallion from Loeb's. Now I wish I could go and bump that into a spot. My list is already in there. Um, love Italian stallion from Loeb's. Great meat, great sauce. The bread is Undefeated at Loeb's. Oh, Loeb's bread is incredible. Undefeated. Um, But I am going to have to make a switch here. And I'm going to go with a little sandwich out of Beverly, Massachusetts called the Chubby Chick. First of all, starting off with the name. Fantastic name. Fantastic name. This is is from a place called Pride's Deli, who had a deal with my school that we could spend like money at Pride's. Like we had a certain amount of money we could spend every semester at Pride's. And I'm pretty sure the entire population of school only bought Chubby Chicks. Um, what it is, it is garlic bread with chicken tenders, with seasoned fries, with mott sticks, and some tomato sauce. And it is so freaking good. When I was hungover, get me a chubby chick, made it made it through the day out based on those. Um, you know, you got to try one if you're ever up in the North Shore, you're in Beverly, you know, maybe I'll visit the Alma. I'll definitely, I definitely get another one. I've actually... For fun, one day in the winter, drove up there with Christina, said, I got to get a chubby chick. Went and bought a chubby chick. Absolutely housed it. So was good. Was it open late night? It was open. It was open late night. It was open until like one um, on the weekends. So definitely rolled back, slaughtered some drunk chubby chicks. Um, they were not part of the lodge. Cam is asking. The lodge was our late night dining. 
they just had the typical, you know, what's the name of that company that gives food to every school? Sodexo. They'd had the typical Sodexo food at the lodge. They did have a good season fries, but I feel like the lodge, you know, I always ended up puking up a lot of the lodge food. So I'm going with the chubby chick, my number one. I hate to do it. Hate to have to call an audible like this, but it is unbelievable, that sandwich. Talk. For me, number one, no question, burger. Uh, growing up at the Heritage was a staple of everything. Burger nights were always big for me. Uh, especially when we got into specialty burgers. Oh, I mean, every specialty burger, I would look forward to it all week. Like, I wouldn't eat burgers within four days of burger night because I didn't want to ruin it. Like, it was it was the biggest meal of the week. I had one every single week when I was home, at least one per week. Uh, yeah, there's just no doubt in my mind burger is number one on my list. See that like that's the thing about this list is like mine was a little more specific. You guys had Philly cheesesteak and burger as a spot. Like that's a, it's it's t- it's tough because I if I had to like well, pick a can, if I had to pick a sandwich can, like as my number one like have to eat it for the rest of my life to be a burger one hundred percent. I'll let you you know buy your two burgers into a burger and put the stallion back in there if you want to. Future. I mean, I guess I'll do that. I'll slide the burgers into the three spot, put them together just as burger, and then, you know what? No, I'll keep them at the two, and then put the Italian stallion at the three. That's my list. All right. Lock it. Movie time. Inside, Bo Burnham. Now, there was some contention about this. Cam started watching it, said he was going to turn it off. Tucker, I don't even know if he finished it. Dylan. I did. Dylan, we didn't get a score from, but I know he did not like it. So I'm going to just give my thoughts on it. Now, Bo Burnham's been my favorite comedian for as long as I can remember, probably since like 2010-ish. So a good 11 years. Um, You know, his first album, like Amboyo, great album, you know, came from YouTube, kind of came up that way. His last two specials, I thought, were hysterical. Um, What and Make Happy, I thought were both funny. What is the best special, and then make happy number two. This was not his best special. This is his worst special by a good amount, I'd say. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. I mean, he did see did something that he, you know, you, that has not really been done. He just worked on a comedy album in one room for like a year. You know, he did it over quarantine, so he had to kind of be on his own anyways. Obviously, he could have, you know, probably done this in a studio, like professionally and but he did it himself. He wrote it himself. He shot it himself. Um, and and I thought it was interesting. It shows like it just showed like the mental status of like spending so much time on your own and, you know, being be just working every day on one thing and him being a perfectionist, wanting it to be perfect. And then he's got nobody to show it to. Like there's no audience laughing at his jokes. There's no, you know, there's no feedback. So he doesn't really know how it's going to come off now. Did I think it was funny at some parts? Yes. I thought white women on Instagram was funny. I thought sexting was funny. Um, I thought some of his throwaway lines and some of the more serious songs were funny. Um, but Bo Burnham's always kind of been like that. Not, not so much in his old specials. He's always had like that serious side to him. Like he wrote a song from the perspective of God and it's funny the whole time. And at the end, he kind of makes you think about it. Um, like he's always been like that. 
Um, so I think he is kind of maturing into like a weird quasi comedian guy. Um, I thought if I found it interesting, I didn't think it was that funny. Unfortunately, I did find it very interesting. I'm going to go ahead and give it a six two. Tucker. Yeah, I actually like the reason I didn't want to see this was because I knew it was going to like make me like, I knew it was going to like have this type of theme to it and it was very different. But I didn't dislike it at all. I like I thought it was very interesting, like as well as being funny at times, it was very thought provoking at a lot of other times. Which I I kind of enjoyed it. I mean I I just knew it was gonna get me into a spot where I didn't wanna be like all like mopey. But um I mean I genuinely thought it was very well done, especially from how he did it, like writing, producing, doing everything by yourself with no help, no one, like, you don't even have lighting, you're doing all your own lighting and all that. I thought it was really good. So I'm going to give it a 7-1. I genuinely, I thought it was really good. It just wasn't, I mean, I knew what I was getting into. I've seen a lot of people talking about it, and I kind of knew what I was getting into. I wasn't expecting it to be like a straight-up comedy uh, so yeah, I kind of, I think that the difference is I knew exactly what I was getting into when I started it. So I enjoyed it for what it was. No, I'm, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I, I did enjoy watching it and I thought it was very thought provoking. I just, when I said it's a comedy special, I just figured, you know. Yeah, no, special. it was not nearly as much comedy as anything. I mean, I obviously liked his other ones more. If I was going to rewatch one, it wouldn't be this one. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, I still enjoyed it. Another thing I forgot to mention is it's also like the timing of it, like at, right as we're kind of getting out of the pandemic and thinking back on quarantine and like that, like the mental status of everybody during quarantine, I feel like was messed up. Like even myself, like I had to do stuff to keep me busy. I did that whole Hawaii Tech Sharks thing that entire time in quarantine just to keep myself busy. Um, but like for him, like he just had to work on this thing. I don't know. Cam, you not a fan. What was your thoughts? I'll start off with the good. It's a shorter list. Um, I didn't know he was that good of a singer. I don't know how much he edited it out, but I actually enjoyed his voice. He had very weird out vibes. Um, and I was very impressed with how he was able to edit, produce, and put all that together. Um, it, it, the appearance of it all was, was relatively impressive. Outside of that, I did not think it was thought-provoking whatsoever. I think it was just a bunch of random words on paper that rhymed, and he sang them to different tunes that were kind of the same tune for every song that he wrote. And he just did different lighting and different backgrounds and stuff, which, like I said, was impressive. It was good, um, especially the part, I guess, where he was reviewing his own song and then reviewing the review. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. It, I didn't think it was funny, but it, it was somewhat relatable of, like, the the new thing is like YouTubers re reviewing things and then people reviewing the reviews. I was fine. Um, I didn't laugh once, not even close. I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was very random. Um, it was kind of weird for me. Like, yeah, I get it. Like he was trying to make a point to the mental state, but like he did it to himself. Um, like he didn't have to just stay in that room and do all that. I guess it was keeping him busy, but at the same time, he was destroying his own mental state by just focusing on that. So I understand we're in quarantine, whatever, but you're famous. You technically <coughs> wanted. 
Um, so I thought it was pretty terrible. I'm going to give it a 3.1, and I would not watch it again or listen probably to any of the songs again. Have you watched his other specials, Cam? I have not. Okay, you should, because... I, I was planning on it, actually. I, I, I want to compare it and see where he was coming from. They're much funnier, but there is a... You might see a little bit of, like, the same stuff. Like, it's... He's... It's very... Like, it was much different than his old specials, but there was his style somewhere in there. Wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah, I can tell... I can tell that's not, like, the kind of gist of what his mantra is. Like, like his vibe... And I think he he probably brought it over the top, but I'll I'll definitely watch one of his special one of his specials. I, I suggest you I, I you should watch what that's his one from like 2013, really good. It's on, um, it's on Netflix. Um, I yeah. think it's on YouTube too. I'll check it out. Um, so Dylan gave us a score. He gave it three, so he's the low score. Um, all right, uh, Cam, do we decide it's your choice this week? Yes, it is your choice is. this week. Yes. Uh, I believe everyone watched the movie, so there's no incentive to watch this. I highly recommend it. When I first, I've, I've seen the movie before my freshman year of high school, or college, um, and I hated it. I thought it was stupid, and then the more I thought about it after, I was like, well, it's kind of interesting, um, and I haven't seen it since, so I, I've been wanting to watch this again anyway. Uh, Swiss Army Man. with Harry Dan Potter. Ra- what? Harry Potter. Yes, Daniel Radcliffe and um, Paul. Is it Paul something? I don't know. I've never seen it. Um, yeah, so with uh, Harry Potter and uh, Paul Dano. That's his name. And it's pretty much just them the whole movie. But you'll you'll be able to see. It. I recommend you watch it. I'm gonna watch it just because I I want a different perspective on it. It's it's weird. It's crazy, and I don't know what he got for a score at IMDb or anything, but uh, Swiss Army Man is the movie. All right. Well, this movie only had a $3 million budget. Hey, it works. Um, all right, that's Waste Takes episode 76, the Philadelphia 76ers episode. Shorter episode. I mean, it, it, we hit our mark of 60 minutes, but we had a third of the sh- uh, or a quarter of the show cut out because Dylan wasn't here. So, um, check us out on our socials, vote on our polls. I need points. Vote for me, please, specifically. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If anyone here needs points, I think it's me. No, you're out of the race. You're done. I'm not done. That's what they said <laughs> last year at this point. No, it was in March that you were done. And yeah, that's there's like 28 episodes left. So there's a lot like of 20... time. Guys, Jake Paul. Come on, where's the Jake Paulers? I don't think there are any Jake Paulers that vote on our polls but best of luck to you um who knows if anybody will hear this i'll try to get it to dylan i might just upload it unedited myself so we'll see but thanks for getting wasted with us and we'll see you next week yeah thanks